1: Everybody to the very next episode of the remedy with Tobacito and Janice Gant and
2: Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not usually part of the intro. Uh, you yeah,
1: need to but be you though. Are today. You call me off guard. <laughs> Kevin, I love how you. Who the hell else is
0: in yeah. here?
2: <laughs> I don't know why I put a question oh, mark on that's that. That's so
0: funny. I am here. I just felt like doing that today. <laughs> You do that intro a lot better than I do. Oh, that's not true. Oh, it is true. You oh. when you were when you weren't here last time and I did it, I was like, it was awkward. Oh, <laughs> oh, it, it wasn't was awkward. Toba's had more
2: practice though. She
0: has had good practice. I'm, I love her having that job. It's you, better. Well, Anna Print. I can't hear myself well, Kev.
2: I'll keep adjusting. It.
0: Yeah, if you could turn. Now, it now. I can't me either
1: uh, quite as much. Um, anyway, Anna Print had a speech. Academic Decathlon this weekend, and she Uh, she came in first place. She did, and I was like, "Well, that apple didn't fall far from the tree." So, what's what was her what was her speech about? So, she you had you had to choose Uh so that you competed against other DIST schools. Um, You had to choose between three different topics, Uh and then you had thirty minutes to write a seven-minute persuasive speech oh my and then you had to present it and so she chose should college students have to pay their student loans pay off their student loans and she said no of course course you did
0: (laughs) Did just in case just putting that out there (laughs) persuade (laughs) them do you hear yourself well now
1: not amazing i don't need i have
2: you all the way cranked i don't know what what's going on with that
1: oh well right, we'll figure it out it's recording i mean people can turn it up on their end I, I, now you're clear i also have a little bit of a cold and so i could have all stuffy ears it just
2: has to do with your headphones i mean it's being recorded plenty loud i promise no
1: you it's fine i'm sure it's more than fine so we don't need to you
2: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> You guys got plenty of volume.
1: Okay, so today we need to thank our uh, sponsor, uh, Sweet Jacqueline Osman. What a beautiful name. Oh, hold on, oh.
2: Tove. I figured it out.
1: Hello. Oh, there you there are. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm too loud.
2: Remember, I had to move everything back in here and rewire it the okay. other day. So. <laughs>
1: now you can turn me down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a bit much. Perfect. Thanks, Kev. No problem. Lo- w- uh, one scotch higher. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jacqueline Osmond listens to us from Arlington, and she sent the sweetest note to oh, us. Oh, how nice. To be. Jacqueline. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Isn't that a pretty name? Jacqu- it's, I, I just think that's it. elegant It's such name. a pretty name. Some of my
0: favorite people, I know like four Jacquelines, and I, they're all lovely. Yeah.
1: I think you have to be lovely. I do too. If your name is Jacqueline.
0: I may change my name. <laughs>
1: Jacqueline Gant. Jacqueline
0: Gantt. That's maybe it'll, actually that maybe it'll famous. Jacqueline Gaunt. Yeah, for sure gaunt. But then I always think of those people that are, you know, hallowed chick. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat.
1: <laughs> don't eat. I oh, don't know. You're pretty skinny.
0: I listen, I eat girl. I just intermittent fast.
1: It works. You and you and your baby girl. She I asked her one day how do you do it? What is the secret? She said intermittent fasting. So yeah. thank you so much for being our sponsor, Jacqueline. And if you are interested in sponsoring the next episode of The Remedy, if you are loving what we're doing and it's blessing you, we would really appreciate it. Um, all you have to do is go to tovasito.com, click on The Remedy, um, or you can Venmo us at at tova And uh, An episode is about $200. Okay, so I'm super excited about um, what we're planning for the next few weeks. So Janice and I are, first of all, we love spring. Um, Why do you love spring? Because of the flowers
0: and the trees budding and just the... Thinking about the summer and being at the lake and water skiing and mm-hmm. all of those fun things. I love, I love hanging out with my grandkids in the summer and going to the swimming pool with them. And I just really like, I like the the days are longer. Oh, I mean, I love, th- I love daylight savings time. I love spring too. And it's just, I don't know. It just, it's, it's kinda, happy. It is happy and it hopeful
1: works. and hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It really
1: is. The first time, I, and I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks like this, but I'm telling you, that first time that I get in my car, in my driveway, and I look up and I see my red oak and my Japanese maple with those itsy-bitsy little, I'm like,
2: oh, yay!
1: Uh-huh, the like, buds? Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's coming. Like, it just that is such an exciting moment for me every single year it really is when you the first time uh-huh. that you see the first bud it's just awesome you know
0: the universe was brilliant
1: in mm. this scheme mm. yes.
0: because then you know this is the hope okay we're about to bud it's going to be fun and then you get through the summer and then people get kind of tired of the heat and then you go into fall and then the trees turn and, but you know that the spring is going to come
1: again. It's just, it's brilliant. It is <laughs> so brilliant. I just think I, I love the metaphor of life that is the seasons. I mean, you know, we wouldn't know any different if we didn't have seasons, but how beautiful that we know like that. Spring is coming. You know, it may it may be winter, but spring is coming, mm-hmm. and summer will come after that. And then the fall is just such a. By the time the fall comes, you're so ready for the fall. Yes, you're kind of over the summer, right. even though you couldn't wait for the summer. In the spring, it's just it's a. It's such a beautiful metaphor for life. It is.
2: Can we all agree winter is the worst season?
1: Uh, it's my least favorite. Me too. But. I still like it yeah I do too when it gets cold and then you get to wear
0: all of those, coats and, things. those and you can cuddle up the and it's fire fun. uh-huh hop in the bed and have like four layers of stuff on yes. you and yeah and I but, uh, but uh, I don't love because I don't love like I don't snow ski anymore or you know so I don't love the snow I don't like the sound of it when you walk on it
2: <laughs> I love that sound <laughs>
1: that's such a funny thing to say <laughs> but i but i do like it when it turns cold yeah i do too i lo- i love cuz i love firewood i love snuggling up i love blankets i don't know that, and you know um when i when i wrote my book borrowed courage i remember uh, a part of my book that i wrote when charlie was dying it it felt it felt like winter.
0: Mm-hmm. What what time of the year was he it? He
1: died in August, he died August 31st. But um, but you know so we were at the end of summer and fall came and then winter. And and I that's when I really thought gosh the seasons are such such a metaphor of life. And yet I couldn't ignore that spring Came again; uh-huh. that everything came back to life and everything bloomed. And um, by the
0: time spring came, where were you in your grief?
1: Uh, uh. Well, that's a tough one after Charlie, because when Charlie died August thirty first, then my mom really went downhill. She oh. had been battling cancer. So she died in December. She, deci- she died mm. December 23rd that same year. And so that was not, it wasn't pretty.
2: What um, month was Charlie born in? Just he was born in January. Okay.
1: He, so he was born January 9th, 2003. <coughs> Excuse me. And then he, he passed away August 31st. Um, so just a little over eight months. And then my mom, so it was, it was not good. That is a
0: heavy burden. It,
1: it was not good.
0: You know, Tova, I was thinking about you the other day. <clears throat> I did a writer's workshop this weekend for Ooh. fourteen hours.
1: Wow! <laughs> I
0: know it was great though, because I'm going to go to Florida and try to finish my book. Or actually, I'm not going to try to finish it. I'm going to write my book proposal. That's my goal. But, but. I was thinking about you and how you are so, when you were writing your book, how you had to walk back through that journey in order to write about it, and I'm sure that that probably triggered some of your pain again, and you probably had just another layer of grief, but you are so... You are the probably one of the most positive people I have ever known. You're <laughs> probably as full the one of the most joyful people I have ever known. And I mean, you truly are a miracle. Oh, and it's goodness, just so nice. well, it's so true.
1: I thought was very nice of you well, to say it,
0: that. Well, it is. It's just really true. You've affected so many people, and what you had to go through, it just I. It, because I love you and it makes me sad.
1: Well, I don't know. I d- you know, there's not one. Not that you're asking, but there's not one certain particular thing. Yeah, you know, I think I. I think I really went through this, the seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I allowed myself mm-hmm. to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, I think about. I mean, I was in Rosemary Beach over spring mm-hmm. break and that I can barely talk about it, but that was the last, um, that was one of the last like sweet, sweet moments that I had with Charlie were was y- along you were there? that beach Oh, and it's where I gave him permission to die. I just, we had like the sweetest, he was in the Bajor we went on this walk down the beach and I just I told him everything I thought about him, everything I loved about him, and I just told him it was okay to go. And we got home from that trip on a Saturday or Sunday and the following, that next week he passed away. And <clears throat> that's the last smile I ever got was, and I, I was sitting there with some girlfriends and they were asking me about Charlie and Louisa and, and I said, it was, it's actually this beach that I had my last big conversation with Charlie and I, I I cried and cried and cried like a baby talking to those moms. And it was so interesting because I don't have that in, like it's in me, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have, I don't cry every day at all. Like, no, not at all, and I have so much more joy than I do sadness about all of it. Um, but I am who I am today because of my children, all five of them, yes. all six of them. Yeah, and and I I have the joy that I have because of them. I, I I was telling them I. You know, they didn't know me. This group of moms didn't know me before my children. And I wasn't a horrible person. They didn't know you before Charlie was (coughs) born or anything? No. They never met Charlie and Louisa. They never knew me during this season Uh of my life. Um, But I was just a different person. Uh And, you know, I do believe that, and and I know you feel this too about every hard thing that you've ever been through it shape if if you let it if you allow it it can really shape you and change you and mold you and teach you into being something that you never imagined i am a thousand times better because of of course the hard yeah in my life yeah i'm grateful for it
0: no, you do get to that point. Yeah. You know, if you're open to it, mm-hmm. I think, and if you lean into it. And I came to believe when, of course, what I experienced pales in comparison to the level of pain that you had. I did have a miscarriage, and um, actually I had two. I had one before mm-hmm. Bran and one before uh, Wes. Mm-hmm. and um, And I know that... The, the you know I would not have had the experience of Brennan Wesley and probably not Blair either you know mm-hmm. because of the timing and 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 so you do become grateful for it and you, you look at what you've done with your sweet kids now and the that experience that is rich beyond measure and changed three lives that would have never had the opportunity. To experience, and I love. There's a saying. Well, well, it's scripture. All things work together for good to those that love God. Yeah. And I do believe that. I don't believe that that's. Perp- I don't think God said, "Okay, Toa, hold yeah. on, sister. You know, you're gonna. I'm gonna put you through a ride." But I think the whole time you were on that ride, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, was saying, "I you gotcha.
1: Totally. Just stay with me. Yeah. And Charlie and Lou are so a part of. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday. Uh, I was playing golf, and uh, I looked down in the middle of the fairway. Pennies always remind me of Charlie. Uh-huh. In the middle of the fairway, my ball hit. A penny? M- a penny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, why is there a penny in the middle of the fairway, and it's an inch from my ball? And I... That stuff happens to me mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. and that is that is God's evidence. That is evidence of their spirits around me. I know it. I feel it. I sense it. Mm-hmm. I just think we have to be open to it. Yeah, I love when you use the word transition because mm-hmm. that is. Exactly what happens to us when we die? Mm-hmm. We do not die. There is die. no death. I hate the word "die." I don't it's like even, it either. She passed away. She's gone. She's dead. No, she like, just no, transitioned. She just transitioned. It's we've got to like start a movement to stop using those words. They are not lost. They have not passed away. They're not gone. They didn't die. They just transitioned. Yeah. it's a beautiful word it is a
0: wonderful wonderful word I started Mm -hmm. using that several years ago and and it really made such a difference when my mom I when my dad transitioned I I think that may have been when I started using that but when my mother did it I never I, I remember sitting at her memorial service thinking my mom is probably sitting right here next to me. That mm-hmm. she's not gone, Mm-mm. she has just changed forms.
1: Yeah, I really hated when people said she lost her son. I didn't lose my son, I know exactly where he is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a, those are not good words. Mm-hmm. We need to lose. Those words we do, <laughs> we <laughs> do. Okay, so we have we have already spent so much. We, we went on a big old tangent. We then, did go on a I'm tangent, but I like it. it. Me too, and I'm really excited because the whole point of of what we're going to do over the next month is talk about um, abundance, springing into abundance. You and I are huge believers. In God's word, when he said, I didn't come here to just give you life. I came to give you abundant, abundant life. life, overflowing, mm-hmm. immeasurable, spewing, uh, like big. And um, I was even thinking about it this morning. Like when I think about abundance, I just think of rich and beautiful and happy and and more than we could ever imagine, more than we could ever need. And I look at you and I, and I mean, we're not the richest person in the room. We're not the smartest. We're not the most beautiful. We're Although not. we're pretty close.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> I think you are. Okay. Then we are. Kevin, what do you
1: think?
2: Yeah, as long as I'm included in that.
1: <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> but... We feel like we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We feel like you and I, with all of our flaws and all of our weaknesses, I think that if you and I get one thing right, it is this belief that we are entitled and and blessed with mm-hmm. great, great, great abundance.
0: It is our birthright because we are children of divinity
1: the king yes
0: and i love it and that's all it takes yeah even if we mess up or we don't believe it all the time or we are unkind to somebody on occasion or whatever that is it doesn't matter we can't you know when you think about our birthright it's ours all we have to do is ask for it and then take it yeah And that's what we're going to talk about, too, in the month of April is we're going to really get in, really delve into that. And how can we help other people to create that belief about abundant life in all areas? And it's not just... I mean it. It does include financial. Mm-hmm. It does include friendships. It in, yes. it includes joy. It it includes Health. relationships.
1: Relationships, Health. all of it. Yes, I love. Yeah, it. so it's going to be fun. I think. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because I really believe in it. Me too,
0: and I think coming out of. Uh, The COVID thing that it Mm -hmm. feels like that we are, we're coming out of the depths of the fear around it since people are getting vaccinated and stuff. And so I think it's kind of the perfect time to spring forward in this people really learning how to nurture that part of themselves. Because I think most of us were not taught that. Yeah. you know I mean, I was taught don't be selfish, don't be greedy, you know, I think I've said before I know I've said it to you. I remember sitting in that Baptist church and the missionaries were up there and with <laughs>
1: you're like, that sounds miserable, they bad miserable. hair <laughs> and
0: sensible shoes, and I'm like, oh gosh, I hope God doesn't like me that much. <laughs> and sends me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I think it's, I think it'll be really fun for us to do that.
1: I recently was interviewed, um, for a magazine oh, here Oh, what in magazine? Doss, uh, Voyage? Dot, something Voyage. Um. Not Voyeur. Vo- not Voyeur. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, um. It, it one of the questions that they asked me was what makes you unique about uh-huh. about what you do and I said, "Well, I'm a pastor, but I cuss and I drink <laughs> <laughs> and I sin and I'll talk about all of it <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy it." <laughs> like I, yeah, I'm just and the person who interviewed me laughed so hard. They're like yeah when when so they didn't they hadn't met me before and they were like yeah we i was not expecting you
0: <laughs> now i'm sure they were
1: i was like sorry oh, that's great. sorry i'm not sorry and
2: did you work in a plug for the remedy
1: i did <laughs> of course Oh good. I did. i'll send you all the article yeah that'd be oh, great good yeah good. i'll send it i thought i sent it to you i didn't I don't think so. Oh, I thought I sent it to you all. No. No, I would have seen that, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't... Nope, I haven't... I'll (laughs) send it to you. I'll send it to you. Even it has the picture of the remedy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it has... Yeah, talk about the remedy. Yeah, okay. So today, we're going to break this down into different topics, different sections, but uh, we thought today uh, to start, and I think this is an amazing place to start, is... um, addressing this whole idea of our inner child Mm -hmm. and family of origin stuff. And I know for me, I can just, before I met you, Janice, I'd never heard of doing your family of origin work. I never knew about my inner child. Uh Um, Those are all really foreign topics to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've they've been life-changing to learn about and- uh, it's changed everything about my life, uh, and so, how would you define um, if somebody were? Well, I'm just going to ask you: um, what is what is the inner child? What does that even mean? I think it is the affected part
0: of ourselves that we carry with us, based on. What behaviors, attitudes, and situations we experienced as children, because if we if we we take that with us, because we are conditioned creatures. In my book, um, the shame game. The shame game. Uh, one of the things I I talk about, and I can sh- I can picture it so clearly. When Owen, my oldest grandson, was probably, I don't know, four months old, I remember him sitting in an infant seat on my kitchen counter and just smiling and his hands would circle. And his feet would circle. He was so joyful, just full of joy. Mm. And it was spontaneous joy. And I remember thinking, that's what we're born with. Mm. That, And I talk about it in my book because it's like that is our true nature. Mm-hmm.
1: But Every at, single one of us
0: every single one of us yeah. because a child is not looking around the room thinking oh god this place is a dump <laughs> right. you know why didn't i get born to a mansion you know but no the child's being is and i and i i, I always think of a being with a capital B, mm-hmm. that being, that spirit of that child is joyful. But because of the world and parenting and all sorts of things that happen, that gets muted or altered or we forget about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the inner child work is looking at those aspects of our world that are fear-based... Maybe anger based, lack of self esteem, lack of the understanding of our nature mm-hmm. as being mm-hmm. born to receive abundance. And when we, if we don't realize that we are carrying that around with us and where it came from, then we're still stuck in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have, um, I have experiences all the time when I might be, you know, thinking I'm not doing well enough or I'm not being kind enough or I'm being self-centered or it's all about me or whatever, and I have to stop and think, okay, now wait, 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 wait. Is that the adult me or Mm -hmm. is that the child me? And I know we've talked about this before on the show, but learning... Where those little pieces are from is set you free from it because then I can be like, oh, gosh, well, that's that, you know, fifth grader singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic in front of the elementary school. You know, and, and being embarrassed because I had to say the word in the glory of his bosom. <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> but the that's whole hilarious. but the whole performance aspect of it, my value was based around that. And that's a lot of what I learned growing up. And I adored my parents. But that's how they were taught. Be nice. Don't let people see you. You know, don't be unthemed unhappy Mm -hmm. you know make Mm -hmm. sure if you're performing that you're doing a good job and be pretty and be skinny and all of those different messages and so and like
1: everything and like everyone and make sure everybody likes you
0: yeah i'll I'll never forget being told that uh this one guy asked me to go out to a prom and i didn't want to go with him and my mom said well you have to go with the first person that asks you And I'm like, why? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) The dumbest rule of all time. (laughs) This rule. You don't want to go with him. And he took. I I went, and he freaking took me parking. And I Uh, oh, and I didn't want to kiss him. It was just awful. uh, But you know, but all of those messages that we find ourselves slipping back in, and you, the way you learn to recognize it is you start feeling. Less than.
1: Mm. That's a really good tip. Uh So So you know that you are experiencing something from your inner child, something from your childhood, an old familiar feeling, when you are feeling less than. Right. And then I'll say to myself, wait, how old do I
0: feel? Mm. You know, it's probably 8 to 13 I had some I've said this before so if I'm being too repetitive let me know I had brown stain on my teeth because of the oh, yeah. fluoride you mm-hmm. know people teased me and said I smoked cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> See, and I wasn't like, smoking yeah, yet in fifth so? grade <laughs> <laughs> but you know but so then I can recognize that and then you know then I will go through the process of putting my arms around that little girl I've got pictures of myself in my bathroom and in my laundry room where my office is (laughs) and you know so I can so I know what that is and then I re uh condition that that thought which is oh no that's 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 what that little girl thought she had to do but that's not what I have to do. Because I'm an adult. Because I'm an adult now, mm-hmm. and I don't have to say yes if somebody asks me to do something and I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be true to
1: yourself. I can, you can be, be true honest to about what you want. That's right. You don't have to spend the rest of your life
0: shooting yourself. Yeah, no. And I don't <laughs> have to like every single person. I'm, I do believe that I'm supposed to be kind to people. Sure. But, you know, so that's what that is for me. What do you think about that? Is that what you
1: think it is the inner child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, we've talked about the Enneagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, uh, the podcast before. But, um, so one of the things when I do premarital counseling is I have the couples, uh, go through the Enneagram, read the book, kind of diagnose themselves what number feels familiar and there's nine different numbers for people who are not familiar with the Enneagram uh there's nine different numbers that the person who created this said that every single person in the world falls into one of these nine Mm -hmm. uh so there's the peacemaker there's the loyalist there's the uh, helper there's the perfectionist And the reason that I love the Enneagram so much is it allows, it opens the door for me to talk about the inner child Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, I'm a seven, I'm an enthusiast, but I wasn't born a seven. I, I survived as a seven as a child. And my brother is a perfectionist. He's Mm -hmm. a one because he survived Mm -hmm. as a child in our home. By being a one, mm-hmm. so if he was perfect and he did all the right things, then he felt valued and and loved, and also he, he, that
0: he calmed the system down. Yes, the absolutely. big people were, uh, yes. because of his more predictable
1: mm-hmm. when he was perfect, mm-hmm. and I controlled my environment, or uh, I thought I controlled my environment by being an enthusiast. Everything was awesome. Everything was great. There was nothing was ever a problem. We were going to get through it. Uh, of course, I want to go. I'm a yes girl, you know, and but I became this way because that upped my chances for survival, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. It's a survival. Technique. It is a total. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it creates compassion in these people relationships between these two people. Oh, I understand why everything has to be perfect for her because so even though there's things about every, there's a shadow side to every single number, you know, the peacemaker, they just want everything to be okay. Even if it's not okay, even if there's tension or we need to talk about it, they just, they don't, they're going to sweep everything under the rug Mm -hmm. that, because that's what they did when they were young. And Mm -hmm. so it, what I've learned and what I've really liked about this is it creates an opportunity to have compassion mm-hmm. for these little children that live in all of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yes, I mean, what I have learned about my inner child, I, I'm for sure an enthusiast. Uh, I used to be much more of a people pleaser Everybody in the room had to be okay so that I could be okay. If everyone was okay, then I could breathe. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore, and I'm. I thank God I don't. Isn't it uh, so
0: difficult to try to make everybody? Fucking (laughs) exhausting. (laughs) It is. That's what it
1: is. There's that preacher girl, (laughs) and I'm starting to sweat because I am such passionate about this. But I mean, it's horrible. It's ho- I feel the most sorry for the number twos on the Enneagram who are super unhealthy. And they're just helping, 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 helping because all that's the only way they know how to be okay. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I think, more than any other number, seem to abandon themselves mm-hmm. for, at the cost of mm-hmm. everybody else. And I see my precious daughter. She came to me like that. I mean, just always running around, helping, making sure everybody loved her. And she's so much healthier and happier now. She doesn't do that as much, but that was painful. Didn't they have, uh, didn't your kids have quite a few other siblings? Oh, they're, they are three of 14. Oh but they lived in the orphanage for most of their life so they and apprentice just but, the
0: three of them together the three lived, of
1: them uh, and 70 other children
0: no I mean but just the three from the that yes. family
1: lived in the orphanage that's right so how old were the other kids so there they were they had two younger than George so George was uh maybe one or two when he first went into the orphanage and they had. Not had so they had two more children after they took their youngest three to the orphanage. So they had two younger, and then all the rest are older. Um, and they're all girls except for one more boy outside of my two boys. Oh, which was interesting that of all the kids that they put in the orphanage, that they'd put their boys in that I know culture because boys are so. Like like a lot of cultures they were um coveted. Uh-huh. They were very it was a
0: Well maybe do you think they felt like that they would be better cared for in the orphanage? Oh, for sure. Because they'd they they have coveted. enough to
1: eat and Yeah. So do do they stay in contact with their parents? They can, but they don't really. They all kind of follow each other on Instagram, their they siblings. hmm And we still uh take care of all the kids that are school age eligible, we have, I take care of them. So they all live in a boarding school or go to college. So you pay for that? I pay for that.
0: Oh, Tova, that's so
1: Well, it it's was just... actually selfish on my part because I didn't, you know, that that, that whole um, survivor's guilt uh-huh. is real. Uh-huh. And I really thought Anna Prynne would never survive if she knew that she got out and her family was still suffering, that she would never be able to forgive herself. How old are her parents? Are they both still alive? Yet they're both still alive and they're both old. So 10 years ago when we adopted them, the dad was 66 and the mom oh. was 54. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the mom had just had, there was an eight month old and she was 53. Oh my gosh. That is real. <laughs>
0: It makes me tired. Oh, no. that
1: <laughs> sounds miserable. I'm about to get my three out. I can't imagine. That's me having a baby in three years. Yeah. Nursing. Hell no. <laughs> That's a big no. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> Don't If you're worry. even thinking
1: about it. I can't. Ant. I can't. It's all tied up. Good. I, it's all is, shut down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no is that TMI, Kevin? <laughs> no. no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's not that big of a deal well
0: anyway um i don't know what uh, so kevin we, where were where where do you see yourself as be, from your childhood what do you see yourself acting out in
2: god it's so weird as an adult um or in my later second half of my life i guess i'm definitely a three gram. but i was not an achiever growing up and i was much more and the of a three 4 3 is
1: the performer yeah you perform you always performed well cuz that's what got
2: and i me. wasn't like that as a kid i was definitely a 4 i was more creative dramatic expression kind of you know uh-huh. uh, self-centered i guess so i don't know how that happens that you evolve into a different you can't. number but
1: you can't totally
2: well because the with me. the
0: family system is continually uh, if the family system starts to change, then mm-hmm. the family members start to change as another way to adapt, maybe differently, mm-hmm. as you get a little older because the
1: system changes. Mm-hmm. I um I I really believe that learning uh the little girl in me uh, understanding. The things about me that um, were learned mm-hmm. to survive and get through, and 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 I don't know what other words to use, but I I think it's I know for me it's been an incredibly powerful um, exercise because when I start, and I'd be interested to hear what you two think, think and experience when you uh, you said one of the keys or one of the clues of that your what you're feeling or what you're experiencing as your inner child is you feel less than mm-hmm. i start and maybe it's a result of feeling less than but when i when i know that this is little girl tova and not adult tova i start to feel anxious
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i start
1: to want to leave Mm -hmm. whatever the situation is i get that (gasps) feeling Uh Uh um that i want to abort i want Uh to get out um
0: so is that a little girl or is that a adolescent for me that's the adolescent sally wright's house (laughs) you know is i want to run and if so if i feel like i need to run although i did run away when i was little i ran away when i was like four Went around the block with my caboodle kit with clean panties and a lipstick. <laughs> well, you were prepared. <laughs> well, and that's kinda still how I roll.
1: <laughs> lipstick and some extra panties.
0: <laughs> what you got in your purse over there? <laughs> well, no extra panties because I haven't been wedding lately. <laughs> but I dad come sure have lipstick in there. <laughs>
1: funny my my in my caboodle kit that's adorable um i was often scared as a child my home was not safe did Uh, your parents yell at each other yes and they yelled at us dad didn't yell mom was a total rager and physically very abusive and uh so home was so scary for me um
2: god it's like the exact opposite for me
1: (laughs) I know. When you talk about your childhood, I'm like, you are the freaking luckiest. No,
2: school's like the scary place. I always wanted to stay home sick because home is a safe place.
1: So what oh. was why was school scary? Because it wasn't home? Yeah. And Because home was It happened better. more,
2: I guess, when we would move somewhere, you know? And you're Did going you to like a new a lot? school. Not a lot, but a couple times. Uh-huh. And it's so weird though to move to a new school. I don't know. I I think it is. How scary. old were you when you place. moved? Uh the first time I was 10
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: when we moved back here i was 13 something like that. yeah
0: both those ages would be highly impacted by a move whereas if you were six it wouldn't be as as
1: Trematic, great of an yeah. impact that's yeah but yeah that's
2: i mean i can't imagine what it's like to be you to and have be have home be a scary place it was awful i can't home i can't imagine was very
1: that. very 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 scary in fact, my brother and I were talking because uh, my house is the house. Like all my kids want to be at my house, and and their friends want to be at the. And I have been very intentional about the kind of home and family and mom because I've I wanted to create. I mean, I Craig, whose parents are still alive, and when I mean I could get like real choked up talking about how sweet kind his mom is the most loving <laughs> like the most loving and the dad has always been the protector and the it's just a it's a very um safe system it's a very safe system and i can it is so easy for me to see uh like what a safe system does for an adult, an adult um, because they're rooted. Uh, Craig is rooted. He's confident. He's unapologetic. He's not a pleaser. He's kind, but he just has this foundation. I had to really go through a lot to, to find that in myself. I had to teach myself that as an adult because I was just floundering. You know, I, would, I was a ping pong ball for years in my 20s because I had no idea who I was because I'll, the only thing I knew was how to be what everybody wanted me to be so that I could be okay. Mm-hmm. Because if, you, if I thought you were okay with who I was and I was okay mm-hmm. with who I was. And that was awful. I mean, it was, but I had no idea I was even living like that. You don't know until you know. Well, that's your normal. Yeah, it was totally my normal, and so the value of of understanding that even as adults we have tendencies we. I mean, you're not cured from your inner inner child. Well, you don't need to be cured from it. You just need to
0: understand it and embrace it it and then exercise the adult part of you
1: Yes, that will
0: typically be opposite from the inner child. If if there's a pain point Mm -hmm. in the early childhood or adolescent period of your life that is acting itself out in your adult relationships or your adult experiences, then the recognition of it is what you you have that aha. Oh, I get it. That's why I tend to do that. Okay, well, then in my adult self, I say, okay, well, so what is the what is the adult response to what would that be? And and
1: typically we know what that would be. I was about to ask that. Do you think that that even though you our inner child at times especially when we're unaware of it it can be our default uh uh-huh. you know it we uh-huh. can just sure. default to those feelings behaviors um so the the aha how do you how do you take it from oh that's a that's little girl scared tova um how do you take it from an aha moment and change the behavior how do you encourage that with with your clients
0: <clears throat> well I think that okay let's take you so let's say you have an experience and you don't feel safe let's say it's in a relationship or an experience that you have and then you feel like running mm-hmm. because you're trying to get the, at the heck out of Dodge so you don't have to experience that fear that you had when you were little so typically if we stop and we ask oursel- ourselves ourselves wait, what, how much, what's real about this? Now, if somebody's chasing you around your house with a butcher knife or has a baseball bat at your head, then that you need that, that the adult part of you would run also, Mm -hmm. you know, so you look at it and you identify the behavior as being childhood or a real threat because a lot of our anxiety as adults are child-based anxieties that are not real. Wow. You know, that's like, powerful. You know, so if you, if wow. you, um, well, there was a terrible tornado in Lubbock when I was a senior in high school. And my friend and I, no, yeah, I was a senior in high school. My friend and I were driving down the street. And I mean, there were a lot of people that were killed. My mother and dad were wow. freaked out. It was a terrible, terrible tornado. And so as a, uh, post-traumatic stress reaction to that for several years if I if there were dark clouds in the sky I felt anxious Mm -hmm. so I was reliving the anxiety of uh, the little of this of the high school girl Mm -hmm. and then when I got when I then you can ask yourself all right so is my reactivity to this situation is this real in right now Mm -hmm. or is this a trigger for something that I experienced earlier so like when Mm. the uh, last October when we had the really bad tornado you Mm -hmm. know here Mm -hmm. I um, I mean if the sirens go off I am in the closet <laughs> with really? a pillow. Yes. Wow. Now that's part of that child, but it's also part of the adult me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because I'm it's a like a great example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the adult me would still go to the closet. The the,
1: the <laughs> I get there fast though. <laughs> the little girl might be the one who got there real Uh, fast uh, pushing everybody else out of the closet (laughs) kicking tom to the curb on your way
0: (laughs) one time one time i had skylar and charlie may and we were at the movie at the village and um and there was a tornado siren and this was before the big uh dallas terrible one and i mean we got home i had (laughs) i had pizza and that i'd picked up and uh and, I mean, we ate the pizza in the closet. <laughs> Tom was like, I don't know that we really need to still be in here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we do. We're going to eat the pizza in here. And the girls were like, okay. <laughs> they
1: probably thought it was so fun. Our grandma, Tutu's a blast. We eat pizza in closets. <laughs> That's adorable. You know, so some
0: of it can be blended a little bit. But when you start to practice that, mm-hmm. You know, like if people have a negative uh, perception of themselves, like let's say somebody's in their 60s and they're getting a divorce, and they think, oh, my gosh, I'll never find anybody. I'm too old or I'm not enough or whatever that is. That's going to be a child. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the adult part might be like, okay, I'm not exactly sure how I want this to be, but I'll investigate a dating service or, you know, or maybe – You know, going out with friends or telling people, yeah, I want a date. So, you know, it just depends on the extremity of the behaviors typically will be a really good clue. Eating pizza in the closet could have been a little over the top. (laughs) But in October, that I mean, I was in there. You huh? know, because there were, there that was a reason they were yeah. saying there are tornadoes that are on the ground in yeah. Dallas, you know, so that's how you really kind of learn to do it. And the more you do it, the better at it you become. Yeah. And then you can think, okay, is this the adult? I don't know, maybe, but there could be a combination. Or, you know, if I'm ready to, you know, if a friend does something and I don't like it and I'm ready to, you know, never see him again that's a teenager.
1: Yes. And then I'm like, yes.
0: yeah, that's so ridiculous. You're not going to do that. Yeah.
1: You know, one of, one of the things that, uh, you taught me years ago, um, that I really loved and we've said it here on the podcast before, but <clears throat> a, a thing that you have put in my head and, and that really, I mean, I use it all the time in my self talk is you can't get in trouble. No. You're an adult. Tova," yeah. Because I was always in trouble. As a kid. Mm-hmm. I was... No matter what I did, it wasn't the right thing. And so I was always in trouble. And I did not have um, the confidence to to do what I wanted to do. Well, you couldn't. I couldn't do what Because I you would have been in trouble. Right. Because I would have been... So I didn't have any idea mm-hmm. um, what I wanted, what I really liked, um, mm-hmm. who I really wanted to be friends with. Because I just... I just needed everybody to be okay so that I could be okay.
0: And 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 so as an adult, people might not like your decision or your choice or even people might be feel angry with you because of what you're choosing to do, mm-hmm. but you can't get in trouble. You can't get a spanking unless you're into that weird stuff. <laughs> you can't get grounded. You can't lose your
1: car. Mm-hmm.
0: You you know, none of those things And if somebody gets
1: angry with me
0: that's okay too.
1: That's okay too. Mm-hmm. And and I can handle it and they it's all gonna I just I I that that seems so silly because of course I'm an adult and but and that's really helped my brother too. Like well, we talk about it all the time.
0: Well and you know, when the uh one of the things that I learn to do because I I do tend to do what you talked about and run away, Mm -hmm. get away, get out of it, end it, over, done because Mm -hmm. of something, Mm -hmm. then um, what I do is I will talk to my 12-year-old or 15-year-old and tell her that I will leave a situation if it's not right for me. So that she doesn't just want to bolt out the door the minute something goes awry. But mm-hmm. I, so that she feels confident that, yeah, I would leave. I mm-hmm. would, I would leave a relationship. I would leave a friendship. I would leave a dangerous situation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even though people might not be happy with me for doing that. Yeah. So that's helpful too, because those kids, the safety Next to food and shelter and water, safety is our most basic human need, according to Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. You know, so safety is essential. And that's all those little kids want to feel is safe. If a child feels safe, they're good to go. Yeah, they get in trouble and they may cry and they may have to go to their room, but they feel safe. They don't feel like their parents are going to go psycho on them or hit them with instruments or hit them, period. You know... So, so, if you can breathe that safety in yourself, mm-hmm. then those little kids can just hunker down in your heart and just sit there and watch you do your life. It's a fantastically empowering yeah. liberation and liberating. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: we this this is such a, such a step to abundance. It, it, it's it essential. It really is. It kind of has to come
0: first because you'll yeah. talk yourself out of deserving it. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh, that's too much. Oh, I want too much. Yeah.
1: It, it, it And and I would, you know, in order to go through your family of origin and really learn more about your inner child, if somebody is listening and they have not done that, I would really encourage you and, and contact Janice. Contact Janice and... I know you're not taking new clients, but you know plenty of people who are trained in this practice. Well, plus, in my book, there is a
0: step-by-step-by-step activity. There are are activities Mm -hmm. at the end of every chapter, and then there is a timeline that you can fill out on your own, and you will see all of that. And then it tells you what to do with that. And then if you still have questions about it, you know, you can always call me or you can call, you know somebody else that has experience with it but it but really and truly that
1: will show you what to do yeah it is true i've i i read your book and i need to reread it again i read it probably five or six years ago probably. and it was it was a life-changing i mean and i took it very seriously it is you have to be ready for it you do that's what i was just about to yeah you really yeah. have to be ready for a new practice and a new exercise and a new way but if you're ready for it, it is truly liberating and life-changing.
0: Well, and realizing that this is going to lay the groundwork for your receiving abundance. Yes. Yeah. It really will because you won't talk yourself out of it or feel selfish or whatever.
1: Nope. Nope i'm not uh-uh. i'm just gonna take it all me neither see my new tennis shoes <laughs> i do i love it but but you have so many shoes i would never know what's new or not new but i'm digging it my outfit today's a little suspect
0: i like it it's furry <laughs> it's a little ridiculous it is not ridiculous
1: well janice thank you oh, i think thank this is a you. great really fun start um, to what we're trying to accomplish yeah. over the next month I really believe that and 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 I do think that if if you have not I don't I don't even think I know if you have not explored your inner child do it really do it mm-hmm. it is a life altering life giving um practice it is and it is a practice oh and it I, is it's not I talk yeah. to little Tova all the time mm mm-hmm. mhm so when you see me doing that, don't judge.
0: <laughs> I said, oh, she's <laughs> talking
1: she's to herself talking. again. <laughs> oh, thank you, Janice. It was amazing. Oh, you're welcome, Toba. Thank you. Okay, until next week. Y'all thank have you, an Kevin. amazing week. And yeah, Kevin, thanks.
2: Thanks, guys. Sorry, I already <laughs> have my mic turned away. Oh, it's
1: all right. It's <laughs> all right.